0: Now entering Nerdist.com
2: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Chris Hardwick! Oh my gosh, thank you so much, you guys. Oh, no. Oh, they're stomping. They're stomping. The the roof is being metaphorically raised as... So many hip-hop songs have hypothesized. Uh, This is awesome. I'm so glad you're here. This is a very special Nerdist podcast live at Largo. Thank you so much for coming out. Uh, It's a very, very special show. This is an all-music show, except for all the talking that I'm going to do at the top and then the talking in between. So I think it's probably more uh, appropriate to say this is... Welcome to the Mostly Music Show of the Nerdist Podcast Live, featuring Mike Furman and Paul and Storm. Uh So uh, I'm just going to say a couple quick things. I've been on the road a lot, doing a lot of comedy in places, trying to make strangers laugh in rooms, which is weird, but uh, you see a lot of weird stuff when you're driving across uh, the country. Like I was... I don't know, like two months ago, I was just driving through Kansas. I don't know why, I must have been mad at myself. And off on the side of the road, there was a hay bale right there. And on the hay bale, someone had written, Obama lies, in spray paint. And then on a hay bale next to that one, someone wrote, on your mom. Yep. Hey bales, redneck chat threads, till so they get the internet. That's what they got. That's how they got to express their feelings. First! Yeah, you were first. You were first. Have you guys driven across this country? Do you even know what's out there? Oh, well, thank you for coming. Good night. I wasn't expecting an affirmation. It's a lot of, a lot of corn and cracker barrels. There's a shitload of corn in this country, you guys. It is America's shag carpet. If you were to wake up one night in some kind of an irrational panic like, what if we run out of corn? We're fine. Corn's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. As a matter of fact, I think corn should be on the flag. Let's replace the stars, a niblet for every state. Because I firmly believe that if you look closely enough at the Earth from space, it looks a lot like a piece of Crispix cereal. Corn on one side, rice on the other. That's what it is. <laughs> That's not meant to be disparaging to Asians. There is uh, rice that is grown on the other side of the country. I love Asians, I love Asians. They're awesome. They are. With their focused work ethic and straight pubic hair, getting it, I love it. Well done. There's also a lot of cracker barrels. Cracker barrel. Cracker barrel. You guys been to a cracker barrel? Yeah. Cracker barrel. Hilariously named when you consider the clientele. <laughs> <laughs> they might as well call it No Blacker Barrel. It's just white people. <laughs> it's just white people. You know, they're just attracted to it like flypaper. But it's, uh, it's, an interesting, it's an interesting place. If you've been to one Cracker Barrel, you've been to every Cracker Barrel. And I don't mean that in a figurative comedy way. I mean they are all exactly the same, inch for inch. And I think that's because rednecks get confused easily. <laughs> How do I know that's not just an old shed unless there's a hundred rocking chairs out front? One, two, four, a hundred. All right, everybody, get out of the truck. Let's go inside and wade through this weird store full of shit we don't need. Well, looky there, is that a triple XL t-shirt with a teddy bear hugging the flag? Well, all right. Well, looky there, a NASCAR poster with the Lord's Prayer on it. Yeah, I got a mailbox at home, but mine don't have a goose painted on it wearing a bonnet for some reason. <laughs> it's about as environmentally friendly as rednecks get. Hey, geese don't have eyelids. Let's protect their tiny eyes. Environment! Like, that's <laughs> Everything you eat at Cracker Barrel is terrible for you. It's rotten for you. It's literally, they give you a plate of every animal. Like an entire fucking barn took some sort of Jonestown suicide pact <laughs> in a deep fryer. <laughs> You just see the same, like, 12 people in every crack around. There's, just, like, one guy, there's, like, a trucker. He's just getting wider and wider and wider and just shoveling it in. Pretty soon, he just starts to develop that fat guy neck mouth in the back. He's got to start feeding that, too. He's got back tits and he needs to put a bra on with geese-wearing bonnets on it. And so then his pants get tighter and tighter and tighter. And when he gets up, and there's a crease in the front. I-, I call it a mussy right up here. <laughs> Mantle toe also would have been an acceptable <laughs> term. But you just stumble out of the cracker barrel all greasy and confused but weirdly patriotic. Like, the whole experience feels like a Toby Keith song, Fucked a Bucket of KFC. <laughs> it is a redneck nation we live in, y'all. The national bird should be Hot Wings, for Christ's sake. The national anthem should be The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. Which is a ridiculous song. It's just so obvious. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. No shit, Kenny Rogers, thanks for the stellar poker advice. No one told me to pick up the cards, I guess I'll just figure that one out myself. That song is so obvious if it had been called the hunter, I think it would have gone like this: you gotta shoot at an animal Don't shoot rocks or people <laughs> At least for a country song though it's it's commendable from the standpoint that at least it tries to be a metaphor you know deal the hand you're dealt or whatever but which is, it, it, like for, for a country song, that is an achievement, because most country songs are very on the nose. They're usually about five topics. All country songs cover five general areas. It's uh, women and booze and trucks and guns and the Lord. And that's pretty much it. It's those five things. And it's because I don't think... Rednecks don't really appreciate, uh, like, subtext or anything like that. You start throwing, you start trying to hide ideas under other ideas, and they get confused, they get mad, they start punching the air, and then they take it out on minorities. So, you gotta be really careful. You don't want to confuse them too much. Most country music is just so on the nose, it's like, they don't understand double entendre. Rednecks, they understand single entendre. Hey, I sure would like to have sex with your vagina, if you know what I mean. (laughs) what you mean? There's a lot, of, a lot of strip clubs in the South, too, in the, in the, in the middle of the country, because I don't know. I don't know. It's just, that's a thing that they love to do. I know strip clubs are everywhere, but they're densely packed in the middle of the country, and I find strip clubs repulsive. I don't get them. I say it, I'm a straight dude who doesn't understand strip clubs. Hey guys, you know, they're not interested in you, really. You know that? It's just because you got money. You basically walk in there and strippers are just pigeons with tits. They go where the bread is. Like they don't fucking care about your dreams or your hopes or what you want to be. As Soon as you're out of money, they fucking flat it. That's it. And you can't touch them. There's no touching. There's no touching. Like, I I feel like that's the same dynamic as walking into a deli starving and being like, here's $300, can I just stare at the roast beef? Like, you don't win. (laughs) And is a stripper really your sexual ideal? That's really who you want to have sex with. I feel like taking home a stripper and having sex with her is the same thing as dragging home one of those couches you find on the curb. (laughs) And then fucking it. (laughs) You don't know what's gonna fall out of those cushions. Lipstick, herpes, a sack of Sacagawea dollar, you don't know what's in there. <laughs> By the way, I like to talk about vaginas a lot in my act. I can't help it, I went to All Boys Catholic School. That's what happens. You too? You go to All Boys Catholic School too? And for those of you who haven't, it's not that different. All Boys Catholic School is a lot like going to a regular school, except your teacher is a priest. With
3: benefits, what? <laughs> So
2: that being said, here's my, here's my interesting vagina tale about strip clubs. I found out re- recently... <laughs> uh, w- was Baby Donald on Disney's Vagina Tales? I can't remember. Um, uh, in, in the strip clubs, when a lady grooms everything except for a, a little superfluous square of hair above this awesomeness down here... Uh, do you know what it's called? No, not, well, the, la- no the landing strip is when it's... Like a, like a rectangular strip. Like, coming in for a landing, the wrong way, pull out! Like, you don't land this way. <laughs> well, she got a landing strip, I better drag my nuts across her torso and bring it in for a landing. <laughs> and is a gay landing strip just a strip of hair? There, I don't know. <laughs> Where, The answer is yes. No, I'm talking about when it's just a little square of hair, just a little superfluous square of hair above the awesomeness down here. They call it the Hitler stash, Because it is square like Hitler's mustache. Really, strippers? Was Chaplin Patch taken? Because he was a little more fun than Hitler. Why would you name the most wonderful thing in the universe after the worst person in the history of mankind? And by the way, I don't... I really don't understand, as a gentleman, I do not understand what that little square of hair is designed to do. Does it serve any purpose? Or is that just to warn gentlemen callers, just to remind you, you're not about to fuck a baby. Like why do you, just get rid of it or have some uniformity. Like you don't mow part of your lawn and go, I'm gonna leave the part by the door three inches taller. Like you just fucking, By the way, I'm not a Hitler fan by any stretch of the imagination, but do you really feel like this was the legacy that he intended to leave on mankind? <laughs> One day I hope that women will shave their pussies in the shape of my <laughs> well, I think Well, uh, I think I wanna go ahead and start the show if that's all right with you guys. <laughs> That sounded fake sincere, like like it's your choice if I'm going to start the show. If it's all right with you guys, nope, all right, good night, Ron. Um, now, we didn't play the theme song at the beginning of the show because it's very special guest. I don't know, did any of you hear the first Nerdist podcast that we did, the very first one? We did not have a theme song at that time, and so we were at Tom Lennon's house, and um, an elderly central to South American gentleman we happen to be walking by uh, senior abuelito who's very famous apparently in his country and um, he offered to on the spot write us a theme song and he's here tonight to perform it for you live yeah, as a
0: surprise.
2: Tesi hey, you tesi it sounded like you said you wanted to touch my pussy with Tang? I don't understand any of those words. Testing, testing the microphone, testing. He's very shy and, um. I want to touch your pussy with Tang. Wow, see? I'm positive that that's what was. I want to touch your pussy with Tang. Chris i Wow. Come on. it da? Yes. So, uh, so he's gonna play, Senor Abuelito. He's not out on stage right now because he's incredibly shy, and he's going to play the Nerdist podcast theme live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Senor Abuelito.
4: Ah, Nerdcast! the Nerdist podcast. It's got the sex on you. <laughs> It's going to have sex on you. Don't
5: get nervous. It's a nerdish podcast. Oh, it's a nerdcast. Don't get nervous. Don't get nervous. It's a nerdcast. Please don't get nervous. Oh, the nerdcast
4: is going to make you a scarf and some gloves.
2: That's it. All right, great. Um, please don't email us at podcastnerdist.com at and say, Where's my fucking scarf and blow? Let's have a hand for Senor Abuelito. And while we're at it, let's welcome Mr. Jonah Ray and Mr. Matthew Myra. As far away from you as possible. weird. Yeah. This reminds me of Thanksgiving. <laughs> Shut up, Hardwick. <laughs>
6: I love you anyway. <laughs> uh, how are you guys? Can, can you, you're hearing me
2: on the side of this mic,
6: talking to the side of this yes. mic, okay? Yeah, I can, can. well, I can hear you because you're next to me. Can you hear him? Yeah. Thank you.
2: Doppler! 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 <laughs> So, uh, how have you... What's been going on? I haven't actually seen you guys since we recorded... Well, Joe and I just saw the web soup taping. We quickly taped web soup, and then raced over here to do the... I new didn't stuff. race. I took
6: my time. Oh. Yeah. Went for a drive. Looked at the tar pit. <laughs> <laughs> it really is just one pit, right? It's not even a pit. It's just a, it's a man-made lake with bubbles coming out of it. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, unfor- you know, I've got to tell you, though... It smells like shit. It does smell like shit.
2: And that saber-toothed tiger statue has been about to drown for... Hundreds of thousands of years.
6: I, I feel sorry for the baby, uh, the baby uh, elephant having to watch the mom or dad just die forever. Yeah, That's, <laughs> it's it's like a Groundhog Day of death. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's actually probably like a parent with alcoholism just slowly dying. I think I got too real there. All right. Rorschach test. <laughs> I
1: mean, dad drowned himself in liquid. <laughs>
2: Booze. Don't do it. So, uh, Matthew, how's uh, how, how's work? <laughs> Booze don't do it. Yeah. Excellent copy. Thank you. Um, the bad after school special. Bad after school special. Matt, uh, Matthew, what's your record up to now with uh, changing out a hard drive? Uh,
1: probably, probably depends on what kind of computer. Um,
2: really? Let's say it's. I think that's uh, enough said.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Me too. Let's say it's a uh, uh, Mac Pro, 17-inch. 17's MacBook Pro? Yeah.
1: The new Unibody?
2: The new Unibody, aluminum Unibody MacBook Pro. Uh,
1: that'll take maybe a minute and a
3: half.
6: Oh. Wow. You said it like it should sound cool. Right? <laughs> uh, probably I spend most of my nights at Home Alone.
3: Yeah, yeah,
6: I pretty much know every line from Mr. Science Theater. That's, uh, I'm uh, pretty red. Well, he's
2: only Home Alone because his entire family got on a plane to France and they forgot him. <laughs>
6: This uh, time it was Florida. It was and Florida. I was stuck in New York. Yeah. Did they go to France the first movie? <laughs> yeah, they, they went They went to Paris. I guess I, I don't know. He was with
1: the French called Les Incompetents. Remember that? I did. Les Incompetents. Yeah.
6: <laughs> he sure let those uh, bandits have it, though. <laughs> the Wet Bandits? No, no the Wet Bandits was the first movie. The, the one... Sticky Bandits was the second movie. They changed yep. their name. Yeah. And then the third movie I was actually I was in a uh, I was in a punk band Growing up called The Year Outs And uh, the first song We ever made Was called Home Alone And it was about The movie Home Alone (laughs) It was uh, Christmas morning What do I see No one's home Except for me Um, uh, I grab my gun I must protect my house Lots of screaming And yelling (laughs) Uh, uh, And then it just Kind of goes on From there It just kind of goes there Fast beats uh, You know Punk rock The old punk rock did you,
2: uh, did you talk about uh, taking out the tarantula, maybe going to the store and buying a toothbrush and making friends with an old man you
6: thought was a murderer who lived across the street in a church? <laughs> no, that, I saved that stuff for my poetry.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be weird if the only art you would create was
6: just all Home Alone art. You were just kind of a weird, one of, you know, one of those Home Alone savants that everyone's always talking about. Yeah, I have a, I have a really good collage uh, of Daniel Stern. This, uh, <laughs> And then, uh, actually, one of my favorite uh, gifs or gifs or whatever. Uh, gif? G I F? Okay, sure. Gifs uh, is the one. It's just uh, it's just um, Joe Pesci with the uh, flame hitting his head. Has anyone seen that gif? Where it's just I watch it for fucking hours. Where <laughs> it's just him peeking his head through a door, like going ah! as the uh, flame hits his beanie. I fucking once like, I was watching it, and then I was like, it was like. Huh! And then 15 minutes have gone by. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you got caught in a weird Joe Pesci time loop? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my nose started bleeding. <laughs> oh my god! I... Joe Pesci's your constant! Oh no!
3: <laughs>
6: <laughs> then I had to watch the Super to get it out of my system. Get it out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> the Super. That was the only other Joe Pesci movie I could think of.
2: Really? Really? My, my girlfriend and I try to come up with movies that are, that are so in the peripheral of our consciousness that when you reference it, it's just automatically funny.
6: I you go-
1: forgot for eight years that Ferngully was a movie. Yeah, yeah. Ferngully was a movie. Ferngully,
6: The Last Rainforest. Yeah. Only people remembered it because of Avatar. It's the same fucking thing.
1: Same I remembered f- it for Robin Williams' strong vocal performance the bat.
6: Was he the bat? The fruit bat? Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. Anyway...
3: Well, here's what an example, example of the That's thing.
6: Also, uh, uh, what's the DuckTales movie? The, the Magic Lamp? Oh, Adam? That's all I need. I think it was, That's all I need to feel validated DuckTales by DuckTales and the Magic Lamp?
1: I, did, nah. I had a VHS of Duck to the Future. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it was a DuckTales TV show where there was time travel.
6: It should have just TV been like stuff. DuckTales doing Back to the Future. That would have been way better. It should have been DuckTales directed by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> 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 no, but imagine if it was DuckTales doing Back to the Future. You got to go quack in time. Cat <laughs> ah! poke poke Gotta get quack
2: in time quack 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 quack, quack 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 in time
3: I need a new duck Tell do me, second. doctor Where are
2: we going? I'm gonna do the whole fucking song, I don't care Whenever I want you of that, my girlfriend always goes Chris Hardwick, master of parody <laughs> But whenever, whenever she references a, a movie, the one that we always go to is, Wow, I haven't seen a movie since Road to Wellville.
3: Oh, Road to
6: Wellville. <laughs> Dana Carvey, yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Well, I haven't seen a movie since The Glimmer Man. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, I haven't seen a movie since Tom Arnold's The Stupids. Wow. wow. I haven't seen a movie since Meet the Applegates. Oh, are you, are you thinking about the... What's The Applegates? Wasn't that, did I get it wrong? You think about the one where Ed Were Yeah, cockroaches? Yeah, the co- that's not the Applegates, what is that? No, it is the
2: Applegates. Yeah, fuck you, it's the Applegates.
6: <laughs> How dare you challenge me! I told you not to embarrass me in front of the- p- Fuck!
2: <laughs> this Thanksgiving is over. <laughs> <laughs>
6: I just mind uh, <laughs> turning over the table. That's how they did radio in the old days, right? There was no Foley. They
2: just, they just said stuff. And yeah. now Jack Benny is walking across a room. Yeah. Walk, walk,
6: walk, walk, walk.
2: Well, what do you know? There's a poor racial stereotype who's there to greet him at the
6: car. I don't want to do that sound.
2: All right. All well, right.
6: Well, then you're bad at improv, because that's I called denial. If it's
1: just a Senior
2: Arbelito, he can the That's like steeplechase improv, where you try to fuck the other people over and make them be <laughs> racist and stuff.
6: Look, and it's is stuff. that racist? That only says the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the only word he knows. <laughs> I've never seen a time where he didn't say that word. Come on,
3: Doug. Yes, and this shit. It's just Improv. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yep, improv groups in Mobile, Alabama.
6: Um, <laughs> next to the Cracker Barrel. Well, um, I went to the Cracker Barrel for the first time recently. You did? Yeah, I was uh, doing a field shoot uh, in uh well, That's a, field- a technical
2: term on television where we go out and shoot outside the studio. Back to your story. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
6: Chris. I caught a plane... I don't know what that
3: is. <laughs>
6: <laughs> uh, no, I was in, I was in a, uh, uh, Central Pennsylvania. John no, not Johnstown. Uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're in Harrisburg. Yeah. No. Grown. A little bit of a three mile island in you. <laughs> <laughs> that whole time I was drinking water there, and then I realized, wait, there was a nuclear meltdown. Maybe I shouldn't be drinking the tap water. Actually, there's never been a nuclear anything. That's not a word. Just <laughs> a nuclear. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it down! <laughs> love it or leave it, Chris, it's nuclear here.
2: <laughs> nuclear, love it or leave it. Yeah.
6: It's good enough for George W, it's good enough for me. Oh, G-Dubs? Yeah. G-Dubs. Very, yeah. <laughs> G-Dubs
2: tearing it up
1: but, uh, in the
6: nuclear Crack <laughs> Crack barrel though. Amazing. It's an amazing. The, food is, do- the food is delicious. Have yeah. you seen
1: the Japanese poster for W, the movie? No. It's just it's essentially the American poster, but with a shoe flying at his head with <laughs> <laughs> dots drawn towards it and that's the so, Japanese poster for W yeah. they just, just in case they sh- thought those shoe just was just floating by him <laughs> they, put they had had the dots oh, oh dots. that guy threw the shoe oh, yeah. at him yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's what they think in Japan that's
2: genius <laughs> they just see him as the shoe president <laughs> <laughs> and not shoe in the Chinese sense <laughs> that got what that got what it deserved you know? <laughs> 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 a whole lot of nothing <laughs> H S I U spells shoot um, so I think we should start the, uh, I want to start the show because there's a lot of awesome musical show uh, about to come out. You don't
6: like us, dude? Yeah. All right. Wow. Oh. Fair enough. Understood. Defensive yeah. body posture. <laughs> I don't want to hear them cheater chat. I want to hear the musical ears. Can we get this guy out of here? Oh, we don't have security? Nope. No one cares? All right. Okay. Nope. It's fine.
2: Just like being at the Streamies, where two bloggers can jump on stage and rape you in front of thousands. I heard about
6: that. What was the deal? I heard that the whole thing was chaos. It was a, it was a little
2: on the chaotic side. The Streamy Awards.
6: I, I don't think
2: it. I don't think it did anything to convince people that internet content is, you know, cutting edge and of quality just because of. What do you call this, motherfucker?
6: Well, right. It
2: was just kind of a. It was just kind of a.
6: Just kind of a bummer kind of a bummer. But yeah, these two guys... Getting raped, I'd imagine. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Well, here was the worst
2: part of it. Here was the worst part of it, is that we were on stage, these two guys jumped on stage, and I didn't know who they were, and so much stuff had been going wrong that I didn't act surprised, because I was like, well, this is par for the course. (laughs) And so, I, you hear me say in the video clip, it's on YouTube somewhere, oh, great, someone's poking me in the asshole with their finger. When I watched the video, the guy's pants were down. It twerent his finger! (laughs)
6: What? Yes. Nary a finger in your... Nary place? a digit. Well, Chris, that could only mean one thing. He was semi-aroused. Oh, God.
2: That's right. Hardwick still got it. Yeah. <laughs>
6: there you go. Because you were mugging to the table, you didn't see my sweet high five <laughs> representation. No,
2: no, I was just uh, drenched in a shame shower that I got raped in front of a bunch of people.
6: Anyway,
3: uh, give,
6: him a, give that guy a couple more seconds, he would have given you a shame shower. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, you are
6: These l- jokes brought to you by Smithwicks. Drink them!
3: Smithwicks? <laughs>
2: uh, what's a name that sounds kinda regal in a dumb English way? Smithwicks! Smithwicks! How about Smiths? Nah, it's not finishing enough. Smith Wicks. I love it. <laughs> the Hardwicks and the Smith Wicks never got along. Oh, what days. a feud! Uh, well, I want to bring out. Uh, I want to bring out. My best friend in the entire world. A guy that I is my brother. We've been friends since great... It's not you guys. Oh. Oh, hey, great. you're already out here, so you don't understand how time works. Uh, <laughs> it's
1: not linear, Chris. It's I thought you were going to introduce linear. It is, linear. It is not
2: linear. We are not in a parallel universe. That's what you think. Well, maybe yes. the parallel me thinks so. <laughs> but not this one.
6: Um, third season.
2: This will make all sense. Uh, <laughs> be,
3: third then, uh, the Nerdist podcast. Then gonna there's
2: going to be six episodes where the Nerdist podcast spends in a cage, and then uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> there'll be a writer strike, and then we'll wrap up that season. <laughs> uh, I want to bring you to the stage my best friend. We met in college at UCLA, and we've been best friends ever since. Uh, I love him to death, and he has a solo album that is coming out very, very soon. And he's going to perform some uh, solo songs for you. The firm of hard and firm,
3: Mr. Mike Furman is here. <laughs>
7: Very nice of you. My God. Thank you. I was fine just leaving it on the floor. But no, no, no. I'm an across-the-board host. I appreciate that. That's was very nice. Uh, thank you for having me on the show.
2: I'm very thank you for me glad to be here. You.
7: I feel very awkward. I feel like this is not how I'm supposed to
2: be talking into a microphone. Mike Furman is now turned around in a way that his spine was not meant to curve. <laughs> he may be stuck like this forever. Oh,
7: <laughs> this is an advanced move. Um... <laughs> But uh, all right, so I'm gonna do a few songs real quick, and um, this uh, this song is off of, as Chris mentioned, a, a new album that will be coming out hopefully in a, a week, maybe two, but we'll find out. Um, what is the album called? The album is called The Very Last Songs I Will Ever Record, <laughs> Part One. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so this song is, uh, since you guys made this reference, I want to go along with it. This song is an oldie, but, uh, (laughs) well, to the people listening to this podcast in the future, it's an oldie where you come from. (laughs) Um, I want to say real quick, by the way, um, the guys who are going to be coming out here tonight and doing comedy music, uh, comedy music is uh, kind of, it can be kind of tough, and, uh, you know, some people, most people think. That, like, I'll walk through a, a, an airport, and I'll have my guitar, and people will be like, oh, what kind of music do you play? I'm like, oh, it's comedy. And they're like, oh, that's too bad. That's cool. All right. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, dude? All right. Because most people think you just put the word chicken, monkey, or duck in a song, and boom, you have a comedy song. So uh, we are here tonight to try to prove that it is a little bit more than just that. So here we go. Song, comedy song number one. I love Largo. <laughs>
0: I had a job working as a bank teller. Every day from 9 a.m. to 5, I wore a tie, a jacket, and a smile, always last to leave and first to arrive. But the bank, it started losing money. There was panic and whispering in the halls. Then they said that I'm to blame, for I played this little game as I counted out my customers' withdrawals. Let's see, that's one for them, and one for me, and one for them, and one for me, one for them, then another one for me. One goes out, and one stays in, and one's a loss, and one's a win, and more for them, that just means more for me. One for them, and one for me, and one for them, and one for me. A good one for them, but a better one for me. One for them, and one for me, and one for them, and one for me, and one for them, and one more for old number one, see? They fired me for that.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll never set foot in that place again. And you can take that to the bank. (laughs) Moving on.
0: I spent a summer working as an orderly at a mental institution by the lake. The patients were impatient and disorderly. Their brains had taken more than they could take. I treated them with kindness and compassion. I took them out for walks among the hills. Oh, the job was going great, till one day the nurse was late, and they asked me, could you pass out the pills? And I said, one for them and one for me, and one for them and one for me, one for them. No, don't mind if I do. (laughs) One for them and one for me, a red for them, a red for me, a blue for them, a blue for you know who. One for them and one for me, one goes out for one season here, and one for there, and one for here, and one for you, and you so two for me! Three
7: for them and three for me, and four for them, and four for me, and five for them, and five for me, and six for them, and six for me, and seven for them, and seven for me, and eight for them, and eight for me. Nine! Nine pills!
5: Look at my hands!
7: <laughs> They're going crazy! Where was I? Seriously, I don't know where I was. Wherever I was, I'm sure I'm not allowed back. Moving on!
0: All the food in my home has been eaten. There's broken toys and diapers everywhere. The halls are full of muddy little footprints. And a full second of silence is rare. Little hands, they root through my belongings. My home's the site of a full invasion, see? The place is crawling with babies, cause a friend suggested maybe you can work at that adoption agency. And it's been one for them, and one for me, and one for them, and one for me, one for them, that I end up liking, and I keep it. One for them and one for me, a he for them, a he for me, a she for them, another she for me. One for them and one for me, an inch for them, an inch for me. I get two thousand pounds, I keep a ton! one for them and one for me and one for them and one for me then two for them because remember I owe them one life is all about balance kids no don't balance on that no put that down great job
6: Mike excellent
7: very first time I have ever played piano and sang in front of a crowd. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I have...
6: And you didn't yeah. mess up. I... You didn't mess up twice.
7: Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> <It>
3: was, thank <laughs> God.
7: Can you imagine? Oh my God! In front of half a million people, that <laughs> would have been something. <laughs> that's one of those ones where I wrote that song for the album, and then as soon as I was done with it, I was like, rad, cool. And then I realized I have to fucking play that live. <laughs> like, how the hell am I gonna play that?
2: But. But you just did. I don't know,
7: it works out. i am well, telling you.
2: you, you covered it well. I honestly, I will edit that song together to, and make it, like, if you want. Unless you want it to feel sure. organic and be no, like, no, oh, no, we're make all. You sound like a professional. Sure, you don't want to see the man behind the curtain? Yeah, it's all, all right. right.
7: We'll leave that to whoever has a recorder going, and that'll be the, uh, the bonus.
2: This will be one of those special moments only for you. <laughs>
7: All right, so comedy song number two. Uh, This, this is a song I'm going to openly admit right now that uh, this is kind of a cheat for me because I already, one, it's a cover. I'm telling you right now, I didn't write it. Uh, Two, uh, it's easy for me because I already kind of sound like this guy's voice, so it's kind of, you know, kind of cheesy. But that's all right. Um, There is also, I should tell you, a very, (laughs) very complex chord that I'm a little nervous about, and it goes like this. That is. That you don't just write down as a B minor. That is like an algebra equation. That, one, <laughs> that is saucy. All right, so uh, I'm a little nervous that I get that one right. So here we go.
5: I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. I I I I love you. I hear babies crying. I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than we, than we, than we, than we, than we, than than I'll ever know. Take. So
3: Mike, Mike, you. Mike
2: You gotta know when to hold them And when to fold them ah,
7: That's such good advice back
3: <laughs>
7: By the way You guys had some of the best Movie references Since Condor Man <laughs> <laughs> right? really.
3: really
6: great Wow, I haven't thought about That movie since Life Stinks With Mel Brooks Wow mm. Wow That totally reminds me Of Dunstan Checks In <laughs> Uh,
1: Guys, I'm not going back too far, but that reminds me of Pluto Nash. <laughs> Whoa, it reminds
6: me of Iron Man 2. That doesn't work. That doesn't. That <laughs> mm. just came out. Oh, that did just came out. That did just came out.
2: <laughs> that did just came out. Oh my God, my parallel person has bad grammar and he's jumping <laughs> into body now, Please Don't
6: do that trick again. That's when Desmond
2: says,
7: like, no, I want you to take a class on English. Come with me. Come <laughs> with me. See, the way, the subject and the... Bur- uh, I have one more thing to do. Should I just oh, so flip the... whatnot? Game. Okay. This is uh, the very last, third comedy song I'm going to perform for you guys. Um, and uh, this is a song that is very important to me, and uh, I would hope that in just a matter of moments, it will be very is important to screen? you. Yes, it is. OK, thank you. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Cool to crack it oh yeah crack that you can bring the lights down too oh follow along here we go monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey duck monkey duck chicken duck monkey monkey duck duck chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey duck chicken chicken monkey duck chicken monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey chicken duck chicken duck duck chicken monkey monkey duck chicken monkey duck chicken duck monkey duck duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey duck chicken chicken monkey chicken monkey duck chicken chicken duck chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken duck duck chicken chicken duck chicken monkey monkey chicken duck chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey chicken chicken monkey monkey chicken monkey chicken monkey duck Monkey, monkey, chicken, monkey, duck, 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 goose. Thank you guys very much.
6: With that last
7: one. <laughs> um, that a memory is a terrible thing to waste. Oh, right, isn't it? Oh.
2: The, you know the, the thing is though, since this is because people can we post that video in, like, in yep. the, so that people can watch it so they know. Yeah, it? okay, yeah, yeah. cool. cool, cool. I, I just have
7: to I want to put a thing at the end that says my website so that the album is tied to it. Wait, I don't so.
3: understand. What? See, the internet is a series <laughs> of links. It'll never work! I don't know. <laughs>
7: But yes, I would love it if you, that'd be great.
2: I got a buddy down at my end of the table now, assholes. <laughs> we got shuffleboard teams. Yeah. Um, so Mike and I have been friends since UCLA. We met at the UCLA Comedy Club in 19, 19- UCLA Comedy Club, it wasn't a physical club, but it was a place where a group of us would get together uh, on Wednesday nights and then help each other flesh out material. and then. It, couple times a year, we would do dorm shows and then all tell people we were comics, even though we were performing five times a year. Right. Um, <clears throat> but it was an interesting group of people. Like one of the guys is now the co-EP on Family Guy, and yeah. another guy writes on Family Guy, yeah. and another guy writes in television. Like people actually Another guy's the voice of the Hulk. Is he really? Yeah, yeah
7: Fred Tannishore. Oh, Fred, he's in yeah. everything, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred, Fred, Fred.
2: And he played the farmer on Barnyard. Right. Like, uh, and he
7: was the voice of Funkhauser.
2: Wow. and and Fred Fred Tattishore is a guy that when they can't get like Samuel Jackson or you know uh, they'll have like Fred come in and just if they just need a syllable he'll just be like god damn it like he'll come yeah. in and do that <laughs> he'll be, he'll be off stage and be like motherfucker that's repugnant yeah he's a big adorable white guy too yeah. like the whitest guy in the world like almost he's made of mayonnaise like almost <laughs> so like, just, just want to swipe him and lick your finger he's adorable <laughs> Um, but we were, we've, been, we've been friends since then. Yeah. yeah that was, that I, was I, good know. I know. That I was a long time ago. Um, So how's, uh, how's Tyke Furman, as I call him, your Tyke son? Tyke Furman,
7: my son. Uh, his name is Milo, but uh, he, yeah. Um, yeah, he has several names. We call him uh, Gentleman Gaga. <laughs> uh, my wife Donna came up with Snorty LaForge, which... <laughs> <laughs> Do you, a tiny, do you have a tiny baby visor that you put on? Too? No, not yet. You gotta make
2: one. I'm, I'm getting that. one for you. What? <laughs> getting one? All you have to do is go to a beauty supply store. It was just like a hair clip that they right. put on his Banana face. Clip. What?
1: Yeah. I thought it was the visual visor.
2: Never mind. No, he didn't. He
1: was oh, not really actually stripping. blind. What? <laughs> yeah. mm. no. I, I think he was, because when he took it off he couldn't see.
2: No. <laughs> so, yeah. whatever. Well, he saw fine on Reading Rainbow.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't It'd be, be great if he
7: wore the visor on Reading Rainbow. Yes. It just started to get like kind of Andy Kaufman crazy about it, and everybody's like, "You can see, dude. What are you?"
2: Today, kids, I'm gonna tell you how to see heat signatures. <laughs>
7: um, I had a theory, by the way, and you tell me if this sounds crazy. But what if? Sounds crazy. Possible, what if in the Star uh, Star Trek universe, it's there's no saying that everybody who looks the way they do that is like human, but kind of different didn't do that to themselves. I, this morning I was thinking like, what if Vulcans were just guys who were like, I'm gonna put my ears pointy, and then you know, we spread out over the galaxy and eventually those nerds who wanted to be different or whatever become Vulcans. Well, how did they, how did they make their ears pointy? I don't know, implants.
3: How do Dobermans <laughs> do it?
6: <laughs> Dobermans <laughs> have pointy ears? <laughs>
3: Well, so you're
2: saying that a Vulcan is a cross between a Homo sapien and a Doberman.
6: Yes. That is exactly what I'm saying. And you Maybe. thought my thing was and impossible. And like, what's the, what's the weird guy at the, the... No, Bul- no,
2: no, no. I would be willing to say that a Romulan is a cross between a human and a Doberman, but
6: Vulcans are far too... You have Romulan. no idea how quickly I lost interest in riffing I mean, about this.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: my point is there could, there. Be,
7: there could be nerds in the Star Trek world that everybody's like... Pfft those guys really don't have
6: messed up foreheads you know that. Uh,
3: like they did I, that I themselves they, they to should cool. make
6: in the, they should do a spin off Star Trek movie where it's like Soul Man where a guy like makes his ears pointy so he can get like a, a Vulcan uh, scholarship right. that's genius yeah. Yeah.
2: and then on the heels of that we can make a Soul Enterprise where uh, Snoop Dogg <laughs> is the
3: yeah.
2: captain of a, of yeah. a pink <laughs> 1701A oh uh, then when
1: someone turns a cell phone on the shit goes crazy and then you, oh. then, then
2: you then you, then you just see the Enterprise in space doing this. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Quick, turn the inertial dampeners on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got a crunk to teleport? I fucking love it. Transport? Oh, you don't I teleport? T- t- transport. Jesus Christ. Sorry! We're the guests.
1: Oh, hi Mike.
7: Um... <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is like dirty NPR.
3: Filthy <laughs> 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 NPR. Look at some of
2: the douchebags that populate Cracker
3: Barrel's.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Mike is, uh, and I I have to, thankfully, almost all the traveling that I've done in the last five years, except until this last year, you have been there for, and Mm -hmm. because we've been doing shows together at colleges. I know what
7: you get at Cracker Barrel. (laughs) What is it? You get the chicken fried chicken with uh, macaroni and cheese. Knew it! I knew it!
2: You owe me five bucks! (laughs) I do. (laughs) Yep, with carrots. (laughs) That's right. We're like an old married couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is <laughs> that why you guys don't have sex? <laughs> it's one of the reasons, I guess.
1: <laughs> there are a lot of them.
3: It's <laughs> one in a myriad of. <laughs> Take your pick. Mm-hmm.
2: Traveling is like traveling with Mike Furman is amazing. I mean, like Mike, who is undoubtedly the nicest guy you could ever hope to meet, and also the yeah, most talented. Nice. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, Mike. Nice. Mike's one of these people that thinks that everyone can just pick up any instrument and play them. But he, uh, but he is—he's—he's he's, he's the definition of quirky. Like whenever we go to a town, and we like we kind of check out the area of the town, he kind of looks around and he surveys it. He judges towns based on how well Spider-Man would survive there.
3: <laughs> 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 I'd imagine
7: easily. He'll no. survive easily everywhere. No, he doesn't, no. he doesn't. He no, doesn't. No, no. Mike has a theory. San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Chicago—great. Cities to be Spider-Man. Sure, in. yeah. Los Angeles, a lot of running. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you need like the big. That's the, 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 the like being Aquaman in the middle of like you know Texas or something like that. Where they're like, Aquaman, where are you? And he's like, I'm in a cab, dude. There's no, there's no water here. I'm not gonna take. I'm
0: not gonna I swim got this in the pool of melted
1: ice, man. I gotta take <laughs> it wherever <did> I go. <laughs> yeah. What if Aquaman was just relegated to Schlitterbahn which is
2: this water park in Texas. Let's <laughs> all just take me. a minute and go what there. What would that be like?
6: Oh, I guess it would be like that. you enjoy that slide? It's funny now that I get that reference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Entertainment. Yes, we're not all watching the travel channels. 100 best Theme parks.
2: <laughs> uh, but also uh, but I always think it, like spiders like, like He shoots the webs out of his wrist. Spiders do not shoot webbing out of their hands. No, they don't. Nor does the real Spider-Man. Well, I know he yeah. makes web shooters. Mm. All right, there we go. But if he to, were uh, going to be accurate,
7: he would have it the little web shooter on his belt and shoot out of his ass. Because <laughs> that's the way a spider <laughs> would really shoots. its
6: If he yeah. wanted to be sexily accurate... <laughs> <laughs>
2: And someone would have to go up after Spider-Man in all the cities like San Francisco and Chicago Good. and clean up the mass
3: of shit webs.
7: And it would be far more entertaining of a movie if he would swing through the city
1: like this. <laughs> <laughs> and do your Iron Man thing. I love your Iron uh, Man. Thing.
7: That's, I love Iron Man. I think I think was, I haven't seen the new one yet, but um I, I <laughs> there's one thing about Iron Man that bugged me, which is he looks so awesome, and he's, I mean, you know, he's, he's kicking ass, he's wearing a giant, you know, like a, a you know, future knight. It looks like when he looks like Iron Man. Flies, yeah, okay, he looks, looks kind of like Iron Man, but, <laughs> but when he flies, that's the only thing that bums me out, is he's like, yeah, nice try, you see you know, uh, you, you can attack me if you can catch me. <laughs> <laughs> like,
5: Aw, man. Like At this point in
6: the it. program, Mike Furman a move much like how Iron Man... L- l- go watch the movie and watch. And, uh, I mean, it it looks
7: fun. like Darla from The Little Rascals all of a sudden. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: well,
1: was the the most aerodynamic rascal. Listen, <laughs> true, how
2: else was Darla supposed to keep Spanky and Froggy in line but shooting repulsor beams at them? It'd yes. be great to go back and do those, wouldn't it? Another thing about Mike Furman that's a lot of fun is uh, if you walk into any store that has an electric door... He pretends like he's telekinetic. (laughs) Whether or not there are people there,
7: it's it's the best feeling in the world. (laughs) It really is. I swear, it's it's in my like top three best feelings. Because if you time it just right and you do that and the door opens, you feel like a wizard. You feel like (laughs) I swear to God, they're everywhere. You you can feel like a Jedi ten times tonight. And
6: what are the other two top three best feelings? (laughs) Uh, Chopping wood, folding laundry. (laughs)
2: Wow. Well, Mike has no sense of smell, so that takes a lot of uh, fun. Uh, He's an awesome... Wait,
6: so what are your three top favorite things? Is this all smelling? Yeah. (laughs) I love to smell orgasms.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, How
2: was the the, the, the album...
1: Just think of your smelly orgasms,
2: like... <laughs> <laughs> <on your laughs> Wait a minute, I didn't say I had smelly <laughs> orgasms. i just I, was, oh, I that, had already gotten a mean, place in my head... It's going a terrible life you're like, I'm about to go, you better hold your nose! <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible life to leave.
1: I had already gotten a place in my head where I'd imagined your screen name. That is
7: number 35, <laughs> why we don't have sex.
6: <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's, my, right. what's my screen name? I hadn't thought of one. Oh, Alright. Right. Fart come 83? <laughs> well, thanks for I'm tuning sorry. in. the It's sorry. taken. It's taken? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it'll be Fart 84. Um, that just sounds dumb.
1: <laughs> fart 1 through 343 is taken. <laughs> I'm sorry. I
3: thought
2: I
1: was
7: alive. I got them all. Just so. change the A in fart to a 4. <laughs> you can still have oh. No one
2: know it. All right, we can still be fart <laughs> uh, i
6: really earning that uh, explicit... Yeah, we always earn it, (laughs) Um,
2: but I want to talk a little bit about the album, um, and and, and I know you were about to finish last year, and then you literally, I mean, you took on three of the most major things you could take on in your your life. You were writing and producing and recording your own album. Mike plays all the instruments on his album, by the way. and also, you, uh, you and Donna bought a house, which you had to remodel to mm-hmm. move in, and she was about to have a baby at the yes. same time. Yeah. So you almost got in under the wire. You almost got the album done. but then, But then, but then Milo, uh, M- Milo came around, and uh, and so you you've had dad time. So what's that yep.
7: been like? Uh, it's good. It's really cool. He's he's it's crazy. I mean, you watch. You know, um, we've been reading books on you know how the brain develops and everything. And it's just weird to watch, you know, stuff that you take for granted that. Uh, you know, like, just to see, I uh, see this is where, like, parenting stuff sounds lame, but, you What
2: know. would you do <laughs> if I sang out of you? When
3: you stand <laughs> up and walk out of a you When
6: you mean, like, stuff you take for granted, like, it's like getting to shit anywhere you want? <laughs> yeah, like the well, there's
7: actually, and I, I, I say that in stand-up, like, you don't realize the, the first couple months of your life, you are a rock star, because you're <laughs> past hand to hand everywhere like you're in your main mode of transportation is crowd surfing <laughs> like that's really his whole life was just this
3: <laughs>
7: and then he would just drink and blah, blah, grab a boob and blah, 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 blah,
3: and then, be like, <laughs> and then blah, so. <laughs> that's, that's great
2: <laughs> so when is the, so the album's not um, the album is almost available. The album is almost the album
7: is done. As of yesterday, I got it back yesterday, and it is. <laughs> oh and man. its and like, oh. it
2: is. From everything I've heard, it is fucking amazing. Like, Thanks, it's, man. like it's amazing. Thank I mean, you. You, you literally are like the most talented people I I, I know. Oh, um, so you're very nice. And, nice uh, and and so it's. I mean, like these songs are like fully produced. Like it's not just. It's not just like you and a guitar. It's like these are fully produced tracks. That sounds like
7: the death of a funny song. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's got so much going on. You're like, I don't know how to laugh at it.
3: Uh, I guess
7: it's funny. But no, they, they, yeah, they, they're very, and that's actually one of the, the, like I said about the, you know, the piano one, is that half of them. Though I'm very, very happy with them, and I'm like, oh, this is great. I have no idea how to play it live. <laughs> like I have, I feel like somebody gave me this. Like, hey, dude, can you go play these at shows across the country? I'll be like. No, there's no way to do this. It's like I need like I need James Brown's band, you know? Like
6: I don't know how to do this. So it's going kind of to be Somebody the live show. of James Jamerson. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure James Brown's band is doing nothing now.
2: <laughs> no. have They've have they, have they, have they buried him. In? Oh. Yeah, they're just camping out in front of his. Uh, <laughs> down well, the problem is they, they bury him. The,
6: put the flag over him again. Maybe he'll yeah, get back up. Say, he... Hardest working zombie in show
2: business. <laughs> Well, um, I want to I want to wrap this up by um, I, w- I would love to do a hard and Firm song. Let's. Uh,
8: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
6: Hey, Chris, we'll be just we'll just be right here.
2: <laughs> I don't hear you.
7: <laughs> you guys out. look like a weird Chuck E. Cheese animatronic.
3: <laughs> a little
7: curtain opens and you guys sit there. <laughs> You gotta do the hands. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, if you keep doing that to this song, I will kiss you. Hey. They won't do it. There's, no, it's safe. <laughs> totally safe.
2: All right. Um, let's see. Let me go in here. I'm, I'm operating the computer right now. I might cut this part out of the podcast where I'm going over here. Uh, is this this volume is up? Is there? It? Yeah. I could never do a play, because I'd be like, is that prop that we talked about going to be over here? Like, I, would, I would break the fourth wall so many times.
3: Yeah.
2: That's what we need. Is, how
7: about this? We've already got reality TV. Why aren't there reality plays? Oh. It's
6: what do you think this is?
2: Meta!
3: Meta! Meta!
2: So, um, this is, without the elaborate setup, this is a song um, that Mike and I came up with, because a lot of people... A lot of people complain about the law and the restrictions of the law and the government. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mike and I feel like there are a lot of things that actually are not illegal that you can still do and lead, lead a rich and full life. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So many things in this world you cannot do. It's like someone is always coming down on you. That's what it's like. But there's a world of freedom out there if you are creative. Now in a schoolhouse rock-style jam, I shall now get demonstrated. (laughs) Licking a bank is not illegal. Really? Look it up. Fucking a tree is not illegal. How? Private property. Shaving a cat is not illegal. That's just unnecessary. Whatever. Marrying your mom is not illegal. Why would I? It may be wrong, (laughs) but I know my rights. You can take a little cape and some itty-bitty tights and stretch them over your nuts, and that's not illegal.
7: (laughs) Now you try. It. Uh, making your bed is not illegal.
2: No 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 no. Pay attention. Uh, sometimes I go to the library and I put in lots of books where they should not be, and the worst they can do is to ask me to leave because I've done nothing ethically. You gotta look at what's written down in the law and then float past that to find your hidden gems of freedom, Mike. And while I'm on the topic, hiding in a bush is not
7: illegal. <laughs> yeah, I got as much right to be there as a squirrel or a cat. Damn right you
2: do. Yes it on a Bible's not illegal.
7: Oh, because of the separation of the church and state.
2: Probably. <laughs> you can live your
0: life doing what you want. And they can lock you out, but not lock you up. Grab a fork and eat a brain. I mean, that's
7: not illegal.
2: That's not illegal? I'm still a free man.
7: Let me see if I get what you're saying. You're basically saying no man can go leave the law down below, but there are loopholes where the law don't flow. And the more that you know, then the more you can grow and keep 5-0 off of your front door. well said. So it's not so much about following the John Q lawmakers as they can do, but rather surfing the wave of the morally questionable, but not unlawful. So? Farting on the president's not illegal.
3: Now you get it.
7: Waking up drunk is not illegal. Ah, he's just showing off now. Following you home is not illegal. He'll totally do it too! Spitting on a baby is not illegal. In France, you might feel like an enemy of the state. But that's
2: what makes this land so great. You can take all the napkins in a fast food restaurant, and that's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> the system, I beat them. My lawyer? Don't need them. Offenses, repeat them.
3: Miranda rights, don't, don't
2: read them. a beagle, breeding Ringle if you're pissing on eagles Punching a whale and shipping a sail And sailing a ship while tickling sailors Sailing a cake Swearing in braille Wearing a snake Growing a tail Pissing, pissing off, off your, your boss, boss is not illegal But pissing on your boss Now that's illegal <laughs> Mike Furman everybody! Oh my. Mike Berman. Well played actually stay because uh, you're going to play guitar for, we need uh, our, our next act right now is, uh, he's
3: a, a legendary blues musician.
2: Uh, do we have that third mic? Oh, over here, over here. Uh, he's a legendary blues musician, and he's, uh, he's here tonight, and we are thrilled that he's here for the Nerds Podcast Live. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I would like you to please uh, welcome to the stage, Blind Joe Jeffers is here. <laughs>
4: Testing one, check, 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 check. One, check. You okay then. I'm great. Oh, thank you, Chris Hardwick, and the Nerdist Podcast for having me. You Furman.
2: Look, you look great.
4: Thank you very much, Chris Hardwick. Uh, I'm a, as you know, I'm a big fan of uh, the suit. Really. I like uh, what's that, Olivia?
2: Oh, that's uh, that's that's Attack of the Show. I'm not on that. So. Oh. I like that one a whole lot. Fair enough.
4: I listen to that one when it's on the, the, the television.
2: Yep. So you're bl- you can't, you can't see anything. Bad question.
4: Was, is that just rubbing it in, or what was that <laughs> supposed to be?
2: <laughs> well, you're talking about all these shows you watch that I...
4: Just... You can enjoy, you can certainly enjoy uh, uh, the, the, the G4 attack of the show and the web soup without having to see them, less than to be open-minded, ma'am. I'm
2: sorry, I'm sorry. Be contentious. That's all right. So, uh, are you living in Are you living in Los
3: Angeles now?
4: No, I'm living. I'm still living down in Baton Rouge. Um, as you know, my wife, uh, who is my road manager, Jeanette, uh she left me uh, for her lesbian lover uh, right around Kwanzaa. and uh, <laughs> um, subsequently, I've been out on the road uh, kind of by myself. And she's used to pretty much be my eyes when I was on the road. So. Uh, it was. I'll be honest. It was kind of a rough time getting here tonight.
2: Sure. Uh, but we're gonna do. We're
4: gonna do. Uh, never done no wrong. Right. The song. Never done no wrong. My classic. We're it's gonna a, do. A never done a no classic.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, can some? You know, some artists come out here and they don't want to play their hits, but you're not afraid to play your hits. Oh, hit. I'm
4: gonna. I'm, I don't think everything else is sort of a deep cut. So let's yeah. go with. Uh, okay. Let's go with never. Let's go with the classic. Don't you think, Harwick? Yeah, I think so. Never, never done you wrong. All right. It's, let's it's go. Great, never done, done no wrong.
3: Old blind Joe
4: ain't never done no wrong get get Well, old blind Joe ain't never done no wrong. If are fighting for the working man ain't wrong. That old blind Joe ain't never done no wrong. If punching out a crooked cop ain't wrong. The first thing about it being kind of hard to get here was that there was a couple of boys at the Baton Rouge bus station who thought it would be funny to put a blind man on the wrong bus, (laughs) which I found out when someone asked me for my passport in Windsor, Canada. But I did not have my passport or actually any identification with me as at some point I had been pickpocketed on the bus.
2: That's tragic.
4: It wasn't the greatest day of my life. But things took a turn and I got taken in and put up in a place in Chicago by a young prostitute named Bebe Spelled the way the clothing is spelled. <laughs>
6: well, old blond Joe ain't
4: never done no wrong. If sticking it to fascism ain't wrong. But old blond ain't never done no wrong. If helping out the colored man ain't wrong. Bebe took me in in Chicago. And she let me stay with her and her boyfriend, Omar. One thing, Chris, that I learned about Bebe and Omar, something they had in common.
2: Yeah. Both dudes. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't tell you that up front.
4: Didn't tell me that up front. I guess Bebe saw me on the bus and she thought it was sort of a classic case of like, hey, I found a blind man on the bus. Metal Jim. <laughs> Let's ransom him off. <laughs> but as you know, Jeanette had left me, so any call to ransom me was left unreturned. So the next couple of weeks, Chris, they pretty much turned into that movie Waitin' Till Dark. <laughs> with me in the Audrey Hepburn role and two crackheads with hard-ons chasing me around. <laughs>
3: well oh my god, he
6: never done no wrong. If
4: helping out the queer man ain't wrong. And oh, blind ain't never done no wrong. they helping out, the Mexicans ain't wrong. <laughs> I was able to escape when Omar went out to get some more stuff. I jumped out the window. And luckily it was on the first floor.
2: Very fortunate. For very, it. very
4: fortunate, Chris. What couldn't be much be done about was the UPS truck that hit me seconds later. I guess the UPS driver did not see the naked white man jumping out the window running for his life
2: here in the ghetto. Well, they're very focused on their package delivery. They're focused
4: on their package
3: delivery. A couple of inner city children found me. I
4: don't know, maybe they're nice kids, maybe they're good kids. You would not know it from what they did to me. Well,
2: what, what happened?
4: They made a YouTube video of it. Uh, you can see it called uh, Naked Blind White Man Gets Firecracker Rubbed
2: Up, butt. We might have actually shown that on web
4: yeah. Oh, thank you, I got a check for something. I didn't know what it
2: was. I definitely would not have been from G4.
4: Okay. Anyway, I fled the children. And I got picked up by a couple of Lutheran college kids. No joke, just Lutherans. Good people. And they were coming out to Hollywood to make it as
3: screenwriters. And they said, hey, Old Blind Joe Jeffers,
4: we know your song never done no wrong with it. You're right, hit you right, Old Blind Joe Jeffers. And the drive went fine. The drive was great. Except for one point where we stopped at Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah. And they said, hey old man Joe Jeffers. We've been planning for a long time on this trip. We were gonna take some LSD here in Joshua Tree. Oh, yeah, that's... Now I have never seen anything in the outside world But I have looked into my own soul. And I've seen the rubber man. And I know how he keeps the fires in balance. He stays underground. That's why we don't see him most of the time. love to a rattlesnake ain't wrong
3: An old
4: blind girl i never like no done no wrong A French kiss and a grizzly bear ain't
2: wrong Blind well,
3: Joe Jeffers ladies and gentlemen Thank you Joe
2: Likeful, nonetheless. Blind Joe Jeffers. Yeah. And there goes Mike Furman too, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So um, our, our final act that's coming out tonight, uh, we actually met online and we met we kind of met them on Twitter, and Furman and I got in a Twitter war with them, just for just for the fuck of it. Uh, and uh, we were we were trying we were trying to make team them and team us and then the, the stuff that they were coming at us and insulting us with was so goddamn funny, and I was like, we've got to be friends. And so uh, <laughs> so we became friends, and I performed with them on Woodstock a few months ago, and I, they are genius and brilliant. They tour a lot with Jonathan Colton and on their own. And so, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Paul and Storm! <laughs>
8: Keep it going for Blind Joe Jeffers.
2: You guys, will you guys be offended if we just run and take a pee break during the first song? Then it's not weird that we're not standing behind you judging you like the council on Krypton. Guilty! <laughs> well, I don't see
9: any giant mirrors, so go ahead. <laughs> no, i spinning hula
6: right, right, yeah. here. Go ahead. I've Who the, the fuck need you anyway? Oh, really quick, guys. Don't check your phones because loss is about over and I just got a really upsetting text.
8: Shut up! Wow,
9: (laughs) sandbagged.
6: Hi, so, uh, they've brought us
8: out here to wind the show down, because you guys are having way too much fun. Uh, so good, that that worked. From the North Virginia suburbs, and near Philly do they ride. One, he has a goatee, and a six-string by his side, the other packs a Board and sarcasm finally honed. The two men ride together into the great unknown. They are not seeking justice. They've got no wrongs to right. They're just here to tell some dick jokes and head off into the night. In rental vans and airplanes, they
9: travel across the land. With sons of nuns and pirates, they are the opening band.
8: Technically, we're not the only not tonight, man right now. but a lot of now. the time. it works with better with Jonathan. Nonetheless. <laughs> Paul and Storm. Paul and Storm. Paul and Storm. Paul and Storm. La, 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 la. <sophistication> Paul and Storm. Paul and Storm. Paul Storm. Chicken, chicken, monkey, duck, we're
3: Paul and <laughs>
8: A song that works better when we're the uh, opening act like we usually are but sort of pretend if you would we are the opening band we are here to do five or six or seven songs don't go too long and get the hell off the stage we are the opening band we're probably not the but it's alright, cause soon we'll go away And we're wondering just where the hell's the sound guy He disappeared just after we got up there He's probably behind the building Rolling up a patty and he'll be gone Until our last
9: song We got a BW band. I had to sell every Star Wars figure that I had And ask my dad Go sign for the loan
3: We don't got a whole lot of fans Nobody asked for our
8: Autograph and said to say As up to date, no candies Have been thrown, and we're Wondering if this was worth The drive here We spent six hours in traffic On the highway For fifty bucks and Half price on the cheese fries And three Miller light on tap Who can drink that crap
9: the weekend and if she is then we will have to go and
8: park the band behind the i-hop by the turnpike and we'll sleep in the back seat and we're wondering just where the headline act is they're probably getting wasted in the green room and they don't give a rat's ass who we are so when they start to play up here we're gonna drink all their beer Hope that all of you sign up on our
9: mailing list and buy our disc and t-shirts in black and gray. We are the opening
8: band, and we only got about 25 more minutes left. That's all we get to blow your ass away. We are the opening band. We are the opening band. Hello. Hello. Never seen us perform live before. <laughs>
9: yeah, okay, all of you. It's
8: great. You guys all get to be disappointed for the very first
3: time.
9: Uh, while we're taking polls, do we
8: have any
9: mothers in the audience tonight? No. <laughs> well, how about this? Do any of you have mothers? Yes, of course. That's terrific. Those of you who didn't, we're just going to assume you are clones. Uh, for the rest of you who are not clonic, um, this song <laughs> is, um, is timely. It is a Mother's Day song and, uh, well, timely in that you have an entire year to memorize it <laughs> because it's exactly what every mother wants for Mother's Day. You singing this...
8: Got an old Shatner on it there. <laughs>
9: Listen to this song. <laughs> Your big day is come and gone, but this one is for you, Mom
8: Thanks for having intercourse with dad for me was it for you I'm elated that you made it, your love you consummated you got inseminated then waited and inflated inside you I gestated until from your womb
3: I cast
8: Come to the point in the show where, unfortunately, it is our sad obligation to tell you the tragic tale of the Italian nuns. <laughs> Snickering is not usually what we <laughs> would hear. No,
9: no, a nice sympathetic awe is what we usually
8: get. Oh, as if prompted, Magical. Uh, anyway, here is the backstory. We swear this is all true. Uh, a few years ago, there was a convent in Italy, and at this particular convent, there were only three nuns left in the whole place.
9: Completely true. What, like that? <laughs> International sign language for it true? It is true. False.
8: <laughs> many moons, me travel, come Largo, L.A. people hear a spank off, sing song, many minutes. True. <laughs> Sad, oh, nuns, sad nuns, We've offended the Native Americans, moving on So sad nuns um, the, the, the tale gets sadder Because the local diocese was forced to close this convent Not many replicants with us tonight <laughs> Yes, you, you've all got the proper amount of empathy But it gets yet sadder <laughs> Quiet you Uh, the reason it gets even sadder than this, because the the reason they had to close this convent. Again. (laughs) They're just ready to be sad now. (laughs) Ready to be sad is the name of my- Smith's Smiths cover band. band. Yes! Oh, and Smelly Orgasms is my old stripper name. It didn't go very well. Then it was subsequently my clown name and that went even worse. Well, in most circles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it, the reason they had to close this convent. <laughs> They're back. Again, we swear to God we're not making any of this up. A fist fight broke out among the three nuns.
9: Entirely true. We saw it first on FARC.com.
8: Yeah. <laughs> Four nerds in the audience, really? Uh, so anyway, we read this story, and we were wondering to ourselves how these women were possibly going to earn a living or even, I, I would say, survive in modern Italian society. They can't. There's no way. They haven't been prepared for the modern it's workforce. It's ridiculous to even They have consider no skills. It. These women are just doomed. No training. Until inspiration struck, we realized there was one perfect and obvious solution. Pay per view none fight.
9: So imagine for just a moment for one song's length that we are no longer here at the Nerdist Podcast at Largo. No. We are now in a vast boxing cathedral. And we totally are. And from somewhere in the darkness above the ring a single microphone descends.
8: That part's not funny, but thanks. Nice. <laughs> Ladies
9: and gentlemen, we present our title about
3: Order, weighing in at 114 pounds By way of the Sisters
9: of Our Lady of the Immaculate Right Cross With a record of 23 and 1 With 15 knockouts, 3 TKOs 2 decisions, 3 converts and one exorcism (laughs) The
8: the high priestess of penance the pounding penguin the assassin of the passion the stinging nun
3: With a record
8: of 66 and six, with one disqualification
9: for using a (laughs) ruler. The
8: Vatican vixen, the Pontus pitbull, the original sinner, the
9: homicidal bride of Christ, the assaulter.
8: The Undertaker <laughs> and the Mother
9: Superior of Kicking Posterior
8: <laughs> from Mexico City. Sister Maria, Teresa, Garcia, Graciela, Aguilera, Delgado, Francisco, Diego, Arroyo, Inigo, Montoya, Zapata, Paquito, El Guapo, Abelita, De La Boom Boom.
9: sometimes um, with music comedy acts but it's very important that the music that's under it be good be solid be real um, otherwise the rest just falls like something that falls and it's bad
8: nice, nice metaphor buddy. thank you
9: sort of a, sort of a meta metaphor <laughs> and um, for that reason we just want to do a couple of very short tribute songs to acknowledge just a couple of the songwriters, musicians, artists who have been inspiring us since probably before we could even talk. We were taking in music and it was making us um, who would become one day. Whether or not you're a musician, it's true. Uh, This first one, they are very short, it's called, If James Taylor Were On Fire. Somebody, please, won't you get me a fire extinguisher (laughs) And put me (laughs) out? I can't stand the heat Though I've seen fire and rain I can do with a little less fire This is if Aaron Neville... (laughs) I know, I could stop right there. (laughs) But it's if Aaron Neville found an awesome parking spot at the mall... (laughs) but someone else... snagged it.
8: Shit just got real. (laughs) Um, How about we not go 1920s old timey on this? You
9: showed that piano.
8: Fuck you, old timey.
9: And you you went and you stole it. Just trying to get some shopping done. <laughs> Motherfucker. Our last short musical tribute is actually very dear to our hearts, above all of these, I think it is. This is, If They Might Be Giants, we're the ice cream man.
3: (laughs) Would you like
9: a bomb pop? How about a naughty body and some lick me? Top nine. Tiny body, like a And a vanilla severed head.
8: One more song, but if uh, if the guys want to come back out, uh, we may need you to chime in in case this starts sucking, hey. which it probably will. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Hardwick. I
6: didn't, uh,
2: the pee break didn't take that long, but I just didn't—I didn't know if I didn't want to like walk back on in the middle of your set. So it was... I did. He stopped me. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Struggle
6: back No, Jonah. Uh-huh. That's happened. Really quick though, that They Might Be Giants it was perfect. It was spot on, but the lyrics made too much sense to be a They Might Be Giants song. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Or
8: did
6: they? You
3: um,
8: This is going to be our last song. Uh, uh, no. it's, <laughs> it's practicing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But we know you're going to love it, this being the Nerdist podcast, because it is about pirates! Woo! So we need you all, both in the audience and behind us on stage, staring at our asses.
2: Delightful. Hold your nose! <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh,
6: it worked. We planned it.
2: <laughs> That's so paid off the way you planted that seed earlier in well.
9: Hold your nose is our hard and firm cover band. Yeah.
8: <laughs> well, please. <laughs> anyway. We need you all to take the role of our swarthy pirate crew, and when we cue you, let forth with a full-throated piratical Arr Practice now!
9: Arr! Hit us
8: two times. Arr,
9: arr! Hit us pie times. Arr, arr, arr! Arr, 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 arr.
6: <laughs> Catholic school? Well oh, no, <laughs> that was him. He got it right. Yeah, Catholic school. Yeah, I also went though. That Me too. Old. That's weird. You were doing more of the digits,
8: were ya? Yeah. <laughs> I I Practice one more time. R! Tonight's show is brought to you by the letter...
9: R! And the number... R! That's right, pirates not be good at the maths. Tis a variable.
3: R!
8: How do you calculate the area of a circle?
3: I- R.
8: <laughs> yeah, now you're getting it. It's basically going to be about 10 minutes of shitty puns, so strap in. <laughs> Thank you. This song is called The Captain's Wife's Lament.
2: The ship
8: sailed into harbor after 15 months at sea. The captain hit the tavern with his crew of 53. Uh, that's you. Arr! Disciplined crew. <laughs> Tonight's show is rated Arr! Tonight's show's host is Largo Hard-
3: Hardwick. Hardwick. Chris Hardwick.
8: Largo is the name of the place. It's not actually a person, <laughs> sir. Down front, Eddie Largo just walked out.
3: <laughs>
2: We're inside a sentient organism.
9: <laughs> if I had a brownie, I would give it to you.
2: My Paul and Stormcover band name.
3: <laughs> Crew of fifty-three!
8: Arr! After drinking up their pay, they staggered through the town. But all the inns and public houses turned the sailors down. Dejected are. Wow.
9: Nice range of emotionality. <laughs> Of method actors today. (laughs) Let's put you through your pirate paces. Give us a thoughtful, pensive R. Give us a surprised R. Give us a confused R. Give us a Scooby Doo R. Same thing with the extra dash of salsa.
8: I, I love doing that joke for new audiences because it's like a little five-second journey of discovery.
3: <laughs> uh, give us a suave,
9: sophisticated, sexy Billy D. Williams R. R. Yeah, you're some <laughs> sexy
3: kind. So.
8: I believe we left off oh so long ago at Dejected R. The captain said, fear not me lads, you all can come with me. I live just around the corner, and you all can stay for free. Hopeful R! R! What kind of socks are you be wearing? R-Log. is your favorite chemical element?
9: r, r. Who's your favorite droid? R2-D2. From your favorite movie? Star Wars.
2: Actually, I prefer R5-D4. <laughs>
9: That's because I'm you are a nerd.
8: <laughs> Two one B the medical droid. Ar. That was just one for Hardwick, apparently. That's fine. Not all of the show is for you people who paid. <laughs> Precisely twenty-three percent. Who is your favorite captain of the Enterprise? <laughs> See, this can go on for quite some time. In our has. What it. <laughs> What is your favorite crime? Arson!
6: Who said our aim? <laughs> I thought it, does that count? <laughs> nay means nay.
8: Apparently not according to Beard back
2: here. <laughs> Uh, Roofie Beard is my Limp Biscuit cover band.
8: <laughs> Game on, Hardwick! Uh, oh, there's a song in here. <laughs> oh yeah, and an audience watching! Some of them, anyway. Uh, we left off at... Hopeful
3: R? Yes. R!
8: But, when the captain's wife awoke upon the break of day they, they say that you could hear her wailing clear to body bay. R- yeah. It is still a new record. It's always a woman that ruins it. <laughs> Which is the name of our next album. <laughs> You know what would suck? What would, what would really
9: suck, Storm? If this entire six minutes of shitty puns resulted only in a two-minute song that was one shitty pun repeated over and over.
8: Yeah, that'd be really terrible. I, hope, I really hope that doesn't happen. Two. Let's find out together, shall we? Okay, we're gonna do one more R. Uh, nah, we're, we're, uh, we're gonna cue you for one more R. Sorry. <laughs> We walked into that one, we're going to give you that. Still, it's no excuse for going off early. Sailing on the SS, I swear to God, this never happens, apparently. All right, are we done? We're going to count it three. All around the bed and semen on the floor Semen in the bathroom and behind the closet door There's semen in the fireplace and semen in the hall The living room is carpeted with semen wall to wall There's semen in the entryway and semen on the stair And worst of all, there's even semen in the underwear Behind the larder and beneath the table, too I do believe your semen got into me Irish, too There's semen here in front of me and semen in the rear My god, there's even semen hanging from the chandelier There's semen on the windowsill, semen in the yard The semen even left a stain upon the Saint Bernard Although I am a patient, white is more than I can bear To wake up in the morning
9: with your
8: semen
9: in
3: my hair
9: Disgusted out uh, from the... Ooh, a couple of excited hours.
8: <laughs> I ne'er again do wish to see thee darken up my door. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. So clean up all your semen and come round my way no more. Clean up all your semen and come round my way no more.
2: how douchey pirates wear Ed Hardy. All right. Uh, guys, that was amazing. Thank you so much for doing the show and coming here. you.
8: You know what? Speaking of, speaking of douchey, I have to clear something up. We actually did meet before we met on the internet, but you would not remember, nor do we expect you to, uh, about... At this point, I think uh, it was about... Is this a
1: drunk hardware firework story? Oh, no, no,
8: no, no. <laughs> My
6: favorite kind. <laughs>
8: we, uh, about two and a half years ago at Comic-Con New York, you were there with uh, Barnyard yep. doing an appearance, yep. and we were idiots that you didn't know and trying to establish ourselves, and we thought, I know. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll record some videos and put them up on YouTube. We'll just do random shit because we're hilarious, and everything we do will be awesome.
2: That is a groundbreaking idea. I know. <laughs>
8: and then we, um, so we waited in line for you because, like, we knew who you were, and we were, like resented the shit out of you because you guys were, had a Comedy Central special and we didn't.
2: Oh, the uh, Hard current special, right? Yeah. Right, right. And
8: right. we were like, oh, this thing sucks. We could have done that. Uh, so we thought we would. Does this get nicer? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but only for for you. Okay. okay. We waited in well, line
9: at the end of Puppy Is Born. Yeah. Okay.
8: All right. <laughs> <laughs> we waited in line. Uh, and got to the front, and like you were filming, and I was just, hey, we're Paul and Storm. Have you ever heard of us, Chris Hardwick? And you're like, no, sorry. And like, I just felt like such a complete douchebag afterwards. Like, that was just not even, A, it wasn't funny, B, it was cruel, and C, it was not good for any of us involved. So we never put it up on, on the internet. And well, boy, wouldn't it be great if this story had a point?
2: No. The point is, I can finally sleep after three years. <laughs> I, I don't remember that. I, I'm glad.
8: Why would you? There was like 900 people in line for you, and no, no, only that, some of them were no, 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 assholes that, with video no, cameras. No, 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 that
2: was when we did the barnyard panel at New York Comic Con. There were, it was there were like 20 people in the uh, that came to the barnyard <laughs> panel because it was all adults, basically. And like, He can
6: name all of them except for you guys. That's <laughs> really
2: weird. <laughs> <laughs> I formed great friendships with everyone that I met in New York. All those I'm 18 other year.
6: people, you are great friends with them.
2: Yeah, no, there were, there were, like, 20 people at the barnyard panel, and then, you know, like, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force had, like, 1,000 people, and we we're like, oh, we're talking animals.
3: Um, but, and they do drug references. Yeah, exactly.
2: We don't, we don't get to do that. But I'm sorry that I didn't... Well, now I... Yeah, shame on you for not knowing who the hell these two people you never met were. I'll tell you what, at the next New York Comic Con, try it again and see what happens. Ah. <laughs> Um, but was, so you guys live? You guys based? You're based in New York.
9: Uh, East Coast. I actually live near DC,
2: and Paul near
8: Philadelphia.
2: oh Okay. Well, so you guys. Oh wait, I think I'm under. You guys actually don't. Oh, you you record separately. Like over the internet. Yeah. That's amazing. Do you have a Where, where can people? Where can people find more pollen storms? there's pollenstorm.com at pollenstorm on Twitter.
9: Yeah, pretty much. You do the Google search for pollenstorm, and Storm, you get the basket of things that people are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Can I
3: bing it?
2: Yeah.
9: You can bing if you want to
6: bing. Oh. bing. All right, cool.
2: <laughs> That's not how bing works. You don't just make an onomatopoetic
3: sound. I don't.
6: I'm not sure about that. Bing. You're right. No.
3: Oh. Nothing happened. I just no said it. No answers are coming at my by the, face. <laughs> by the way,
8: onomatopoetic sound is my Bell and Sebastian cover. No. <laughs>
2: You guys, uh, are, are you guys? Are you doing se- stuff separately from Colton on the, on the road, or are you you're, you're doing finally? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that cut. anchor's been dragging you yeah, <laughs> yeah. um, We. How, how are the crowds? How, how are the crowds out in the, in, the, in the middle of the country? Uh, they. Uh, uh I don't know. Well, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm asking because Furman and I specifically don't do comedy clubs anymore. Oh, and, oh God, and, yeah. As a musical comedy duo, because. You know, our, our I mean a song is generally like a sketch and if people aren't on board in the first 10 seconds the, the joke per minute ratio is not that high. Yeah, exactly. And so it gets kind of hard. Like we always say we'd rather be the funny people in a music venue than the musical people in a comedy venue. And yep.
9: that's really um, how we started. Like we came from the music end. We were in an a cappella group called Da Vinci's Notebook, which was a professional. <laughs> and, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. Yes. and we actually worked the folk circuit. So these were, we would be with very serious acoustic acts and I guess they felt like in order to, to uh, have something that was a little lighter, they would put us on the bill to do our little songy dancey thing. So we, we never did a lot of comedy clubs until later and for the same reason. Like yeah, comedy has rhythms and music has rhythms, but they don't always go together very well.
8: Not to mention comedy clubs, their sound system, like if you're more than like one microphone, I don't know if you guys ran into this much, but oh, yeah. like they're never ready for what you need. What three inputs? I don't even think I can count that high. <laughs> we played. We played. Di. What the <laughs> hell kind of
2: faggoty <laughs> bullshit is
3: that?
8: <laughs> <laughs> we played one comedy club where we were literally sort of daisy chaining both of our instruments. Into the same line, which was going into uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Boy, I'm, this is some stellar radio. Uh, amplifier. Uh, an amplifier, yes, that was overheating every one and a half songs, and they had a big wall fan pointing at it. We would just have to stop every five minutes and wait for about 10 minutes for the thing to, to oh, cool wow. down so we could sing another
6: song. Sounds great. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, I love those days. What did you guys do during that time when it was cooling down? I just sort of sat cross legged yeah. on Net the match. stage. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all Soul? put our
8: heads down. <laughs>
2: The, well, the, the the comedy club, it, they're basically like PA mics that you, you get there yep. that they buy at Guitar Center. Yeah. Plus, there's such a... Um,
8: there's a lot more confrontational of a... It's like almost more of a confrontational setup. Like, people go to comedy clubs
2: like, make me laugh, motherfucker. Well, they fucker. do. They're very... You know, what's interesting is that audi- a lot of audiences don't realize that you do have a job as an audience to kind of... Like, it's a relationship that you're forming with them. And you... Mm-hmm. They're, they're part of it is they need to kind of come... They need to be willing to to connect with you. Like, yeah. you can't people to connect with you and they do they go because yeah. it's very expensive to go mm-hmm. to a comedy club. i don't even know why people do it uh it's yeah. like a hundred bucks you know easy yeah. to, that you spend
8: and it's it's easy to make that sound like we're just blaming the audience because we weren't funny or something but right. like it, you're exactly right like like an audience that comes to a theater setting like like here at largo a like fine audience like this right
2: they're just they're friendlier well you just I mean if the audience just gives ten percent, that's enough that you can, that you can sure. I mean, they don't have to you know, I'm not saying they have to do all the work, but yeah, they just need to do a little bit of work.
9: And you were talking about the jokes per minute ratio, which is huge because JPMs. The yeah. JPMs. yeah right. JPMs. I didn't want to confuse the folks. The JPMR. <laughs> JPMR. But um, yeah, it's very true. Like with, with the stand up, it's you know, the a rhythm you get into setup, punchline, setup, punch line. Set up, punch line. Mm-hmm. And with uh, comedy you just heard the songs, there's sort of more of a flow. And if you've had two comics on um, or for an hour before that has this audience in this rhythm and suddenly you do the song about the opening band that has, you know, maybe a dozen jokes in it, yeah. it's hard to, to get them to come around.
2: Well, it's difficult because you, you really, I mean, like I said, they're basically sketches and they, they have to buy the premise. And if they don't, then it's like, I mean, Furman and I would have that. We would we would start a song and where the first laugh was supposed to be, it yeah. wasn't there. Yeah. We are like... It's like that Krusty the Clown thing when he did SNL. This goes on for 12
3: more <laughs> <laughs>
6: I got to clean my ears. The Big
8: Ear Family. <laughs> I use Piscopo too. Did you guys play a
2: lot of colleges? Yeah, yeah, we played we play colleges. How did
8: colleges go for
2: you guys? Um, for the most part, well, the, one of the problems with colleges is that the shows are run by college students. And <laughs> yeah. so what happens is you'll show up and they'll go... Hey, it's great you guys are here. We just started handing out flyers at six o'clock. Yeah. yeah, and you never, you never know what you're up against with a college because, I mean, we've heard everything from, oh, they're uh, they're screening the lake house on the other side of campus, so there's no one here tonight because everyone's at that, or. Right because that was such a great hit with the well, college kids. Well, I'm telling you, but that's, that's that happened. We had to compete with Carrot Top one, one time at a show. Oh. And they don't... Colleges really feel like comedy is just this piece of wall art that you can hang anywhere. Right. So they're like, oh, you... Uh, go be funny over there at the top of that walkway so when students are coming out of class, you can just throw jokes at them. here <laughs> right, here's some
9: pies that you can use. Right, exactly. Comedy,
2: it's that thing that you can put anywhere. So they don't understand that there's a little bit of setup that needs to happen, so... Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's hit or miss, but you don't feel responsible with college because they have to pay you and it doesn't matter if anyone shows up and you go and do your best and that's, sure. that's all you can yeah. do. We
8: love, um, I mean, this doesn't make us unique probably, but we love hearing people's worst gig stories. Like can you, off, to, off the top of your head, either as a stand up or as hard and firm, where are some of the, like, the really horrible gig? You guys can chime in too. Uh, I mean, the audience. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Is this your worst gig? Because you, you haven't been delivering. Whoa! Mostly most of the material's been coming from up here, Chris.
3: Holy shit.
2: <laughs> um, worst gigs. Well, Mike and I played at, we played at Molly Malone's once, and we followed this Molly Malone's is a, is an Irish pub in Los Angeles. And we followed this band called the Snake Handlers. And the Snake Handlers are this insane, like, they're fucking crazy awesome musicians. The snake's gone out. Yep. <laughs> snakes! On a plane! <laughs> snakes! Um, and so we uh so they, they fucking tore it up, and everyone went nuts, and then we go up, and we start singing our patriotic song about dinosaurs. Yes. And people weren't really aware that there were comedians coming up, and they didn't understand, and, and literally a hammered lady got up on stage in the middle of the song that we were singing about American dinosaurs, and drunkenly in my ear, while she was spitting, she goes... Why are you singing about this?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
8: and that lady was your conscience.
3: <laughs>
6: yep. I had to, uh, I had to once, um, I was at a bar in Santa Monica. I, had to, uh, I was hosting the show. I had to get up uh, in to the microphone, which was in front of a, a big screen TV, which had football on it. And uh, no one was there for comedy. Ooh. Everyone there for the football game, and I had to turn off the, the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and it was weird because I had to turn it around. I turned it off, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> uh, and then I like literally heard like it sounded like three guys at once was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and, um, and then like uh, like I had some like I got a free meal. I was like, "Well, everything's not gonna be that bad." I got free food out of this. Sure. Um, the food started making me sick. Uh, progressively throughout the show, and I was trying to bring. I think uh, Paul Tompkins was on the show, and I was tr- I was about to bring up. I was like, "So this next guy," oh, <laughs> <laughs> and like you know, it's like uh, I tried to power through it, and then I st- forgot his name completely, and then everyone was like, uh, like thinking it was a bit, and I was like, "Please, duh, duh, fuck it," and then I ran to the bathroom. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. I was no. gonna
2: ask if you got diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it
6: wasn't worth it. No. Nope. <laughs> good, good. Good thing you didn't say. I it. got di.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say that, but yeah. I didn't.
6: I got. I got diarrhea of the mouth. Oh. Yeah. And then I. I threw up all over the bathroom, which apparently everyone could hear. It <laughs> um, was the funniest
8: part of your set that night. It <laughs> was
6: probably yes, exactly. Tonight too. It was a highlight of my career, really. <laughs>
8: We, uh, I'm probably I, I, thinking the same one. Yeah, we opened
9: for um, Tracy Morgan. This was in a S- uh, SNL days. <laughs> oh. and it wasn't because it was Tracy Morgan at all.
8: No, oh, he was great. It uh, was
9: because it was in a, uh, a basketball arena, this big show being promoted by the campus.
8: It was like 6,000 people. It was Friday night. It was like $5 for students to get in and oh, and no, no one was
9: aware that there was
8: anything on the bill
9: except
2: Yet, for Tracy. None Morgan. of the advertising said anything except Tracy Morgan. So let me just take a guess. So when people pay money to go see a show of someone that they're going to see, they love to see people they don't know get yeah, up before. They them.
8: especially love to see some crappy local comedian do 15 minutes first. Right. Then they're ready for him and then they say, "Okay, now here's this cool a cappella group, Da Vinci's Notebook." And we were supposed to do I think 40 minutes.
9: Acapella was never you, cool.
8: No.
3: Did you? By the
2: way, that sounds like it's not a real thing. Like It sounds like you'd be making a joke like, hey, remember when Da Vinci's Notebook opened for Tracy Morgan? <laughs> that, like that sounds like a family guy set up that they threw out yeah. in the writer's room. <laughs>
3: that's, yeah, like that's like that the time check. Da Vinci's Notebook <laughs> opened for... for,
2: for, for, for. <laughs> Here's another reference to a thing that happened. <laughs>
6: It's like that one time. I said that one time.
8: <laughs> then there was that juxtaposition. Um, but so we almost got booed off. Stage. Yeah, you, you have not lived people until you have been booed at by 6,000 people. It almost alongside. can't affect you at that point because it's so overwhelming. It sort of can't. Well, the problem was there was probably a little clatch of about 100 to 200 people who were actually there to see us and, and, and were enjoying what we were doing. But the rest of them were all like drunken frat guys who just wanted to see Tracy Morgan do dick jokes. And we, like, you know, literally partway through our first song, we're making eye contact and doing little sort of telepathic, how I long know. do we have to sing before we can get yes. off the stage yes. and still Plus get paid? the <laughs> fuck the <laughs> fuck. Yeah, because, yeah. like, we were getting paid really well, so we didn't want to just walk off. Right. And, and we were doing the math. And we had a song that we used to close with, uh, like as a special little encore that was nothing but a string of expletives done to, you know, really sort of gentle music. That was our second song that mm-hmm. night. Uh, you know, it was, hey, fuck you, uh, 12 minutes of that. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I think we just sort of you know surfed over the wave of hatred for the next fourteen minutes and figured that was long enough that they'd still give us a check and got the hell out of there. But that was just that's just demoralizing. It's like uh, it's it's like the condemned man standing on the on the gallows getting yelled. You know at. what it was? It was the opposite of this. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Yeah. The
3: antithesis
2: of your- it was anti-nerdist, if you will. I appreciate that. Um, so uh, people need to find you online, at dot com. Yeah. And also, you, as I said, you are at paulandstorm on Twitter, and your tweets are hilarious, by the way. And you, you both you. use Thank the you. same account, and you bracket a P or an S as or to wh- whomever is speaking. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you should follow. You should follow them uh, as well. Um, do you have anything uh, specific that you? Uh,
8: well, we, uh, as a as a group, we have a relatively new CD out called Do You Like Star Wars? Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're just Don't waiting. Answer that. We're waiting for the cease and desist on that one, but until then <laughs> it's going to go great.
9: And we have a, a show that we've started doing with um, with um, Adam Savage and Will Wheaton, another good friend Woodstock. of ours. Woodstock.
2: Yeah, I did it here when it was at Larkin. That's, right, right, that's right, you guys, yeah. Phenomenal show and, and Will I should have Will and Will and I were roommates in, When we were teenagers I'd known that guy forever And Adam Savage I met because of you guys And he was on the First Live Nerds podcast That's right Which so, was terrific Oh thank you very much yeah. He was amazing Thank you, thank you for facilitating uh, My friendship with Adam Sure Savage. thank you for
8: thanking us For facilitating that friendship <laughs> With Adam Thank you for thinking to thank me
2: For thanking you <laughs> Guys shut the fuck up <laughs> One but for I... them And one for you And one for me <laughs>
3: oh. real,
8: real quick I'd to get the chance to say this out in public. We've been saying it for a long time. Like both we and every guy we know just have the hugest man crush on Furman. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. We just want to like swaddle him and put him in one of those baby slings and take him home and feed him peas. Yeah.
2: He, he's, he's the most lovable. He really is. I don't think Mike's ever paid for a car. People are always just like. <laughs> people are always just like. I'm getting a new car. Do you want mine? I mean, like, it's fucking crazy. Like people just lay gifts at his feet because he's such a <laughs> he's such a wonderful presence. Yeah. Um, all right, so we we will see you see you guys online, and I also we're gonna we're gonna close with one with a group song. But I do want to say uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming tonight. This was a super yeah. fun show. Yeah.
3: Amazing
2: can email us at podcast at nerdist.com. Uh, I would like to make the announcement, uh, this just was confirmed yesterday, the next Nerdist live show at Largo will be Thursday, June 10th, with Craig Ferguson. hi all. Uh, we will be here for that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, so get your tickets for that as well. Details are on nerdist.com. Um, so let's all, let, let's invite
3: uh, Furman, and uh, by the way, that was Tom Lennon earlier, who was
2: To end the night, um, it's, it's a very special song, uh, an original written by uh, one of our heroes. Um, and you'll probably, well, it's, it's a Weird out song. Um, yeah, yeah, great, great, great. And, and we thought this would be a, a great way to sort of uh, send you off into the night by saying that we don't want to spend one more minute with you. <laughs>
3: One. Ah, ah, ah,
2: ah, ah, ah. Well, I heard that you're leaving, leaving. Gonna leave me far behind so far. Cause you found a brand new lover You decided that I'm not your kind
9: So I pulled pulled your name out out of my Rolodex And I tore all your pictures in two And I burned down the malt shop where we used to go Just because it reminds me of you.
8: That's right. That's right. You ain't gonna see me cry. I'm glad. I'm glad. That you found somebody new. Cause I'd rather spend eternity eating shards of broken glass
2: than spend one more minute with you. I guess i might seem kind of bitter
3: you
7: got me feeling down in the
1: dumps
7: cause i'm stranded all alone in the gas station of love and i
2: have to use the self-service Gonna break my heart in two. I'd rather get a hundred thousand paper cuts on my face than oh my gosh, it's Weird Al Yankovic!
8: I'd rather rip out my intestines
2: with a fork than watch you going out with other men. I'd
8: rather slap my fingers in a door again and again and, again and again and again and again
9: and
2: again Oh, can't you see what I'm
3: trying to say, darling?
9: I'd rather have
8: my blood sucked out by leeches,
2: leeches. Shove an ice
8: pick under a toenail or two I'd rather clean all the bathrooms in Grand Central Station with my tongue
1: then spend
8: one
2: more
1: minute with you.
2: Yes, I'd rather jump naked on a huge pile of thumbtacks
8: or stick my nostrils together with crazy glue.
2: I'd rather dive into a swimming pool filled with double-edged razor blades Than spend
1: one more minute with you.
8: I'd rather rip my heart right out of my ribcage with my bare hands and then throw it on the floor and stomp on it till I
1: die. (laughs) Then spend one more minute with
2: Myra Jon Ray Largo you Thank you for coming out everyone. Good night. We'll see you next
3: Now leaving nerdist.com.